1: Ho, ho, ho. Hey, hey, hey. And Choose we have Mr. Season. Jason Hoover in the house as well. Thank you, Jason, for being here. We're so always, always. always good to see your smile, brother. I'm glad y'all keep opening the door for me. Yes, absolutely. you've
2: been part of the so, family so, now for so long.
1: So, guys, imagine this. Imagine this. An agent was telling me the other day, they've been playing Pop-Tart for this client of theirs, okay? $300,000 home looking for in that range, and... um Every time one hits the market, they race out to it and and they they get beat out and and that kind of thing. Well, finally, this one, though, is perfect, okay? It's perfect. The agent has confirmed it's still available. In route, he pulls it up and looks at the listing details a little bit more Uh than what he had. And it says, guess what it says on commission dollars being paid to the buyer's agent? One dollar. No. One dollar. That was
2: a misprint, right?
1: That's what he was hoping for. One dollar, Bob. And no, one dollar. So,
2: oh, that's on the bucket list. But
1: then. here's yeah. what just came out as well on Inman, and that is how to handle buyer's agents' commissions When the seller won't pay. Okay, this is on Inman News. We all know that's one of the major resources out there. We're going to get into this in a minute. Let's talk about our sponsor. Yes, we're
2: so thankful for our sponsor, Music City Removal. They are the number one junk removal service in Nashville from residential, commercial, and construction. They're experts in ridding you of junk. Their costs include labor and dumping fees without any hidden or added expenses. Whether you need a full clean-out or just one item removed, they have you
1: covered. The Music City Removal team knows the importance of respect and trust while in someone else's home. They understand the inconvenience of junk left behind by previous homeowners and tenants and are determined to provide an affordable and customer-focused junk removal service that puts you first. For a free on-site estimate, go to musiccityremoval.com. That's musiccityremoval.com.
2: Yes, Music City Removal, because clutter ain't cute.
1: Because clutter ain't cute.
2: Nor is not paying a, a real estate commission. <laughs> oh,
1: man, you're working your butt off, you know, and you for finally a dollar. get for a dollar. <laughs> what do you do, Jason Hoover? What do you do in that situation? You know, this is real. You know that, right, Jason? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah this it's, is real. It's definitely
0: real. We, we've been seeing this uh, occur, um, you know, trimming it down and mm. over and over you know for the last couple of years more than that actually um and two i mean even with new builds yeah i've been seeing yeah, sure. been,
1: uh, yeah. yeah some of the builders now are are going to uh, one local builder won't mention the name starts with an r um uh, you know was used was going with one percentage and now they're i understand they're offering basically a flat fee are they really yes. oh, yeah really? i remember you know they went down yeah. to 2 and then yeah. to 1 so now they're now at they're, a, flat, it's a basically okay. a flat fee and it works around about to 1%. So mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why you know a few weeks ago we talked about com- commission compression because of the i buyers and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. happening and again that was Inman news and and this one though talking about how to handle uh, buyers' agent commissions when sellers won't pay? I think this is the topic, guys. I think everybody needs to pay attention to. We really, sure. really, really do. I know in our organization we're really trying to pr- prepare our agents mm-hmm. to, to have the mindset: what you can do. Don't wait until you get there; it's going to happen. Right. And if you show enough property, you're going to you're going to run across that perfect home for those clients of yours. That is not offering what you wish that they were, and you know we all know that commissions are negotiable. Nobody's talking about anything being fixed here. I just want to clarify that for the record. Uh, there's nothing like that happening here, but there is you know, a range, okay, there's a, because we know our value. Mm -hmm. We know how, how stinking hard we work sometimes. I mean, yes, there are times where it looks like we got overpaid based on the amount of time, but all, but what the client and what everybody else doesn't know is all those other times, where we right. worked so hard and you didn't, get, didn't get a penny for mm. it, okay? You yeah. know how it, does, it works the same way in your industry, Carrie Anne. How many loans have you worked, you know, all night long on and all this kind of stuff, and then the deal fell apart, right? or did, right. they changed their mind, or or they they went out and bought a new Mercedes yesterday or whatever, right. you know? yeah. <laughs> Or they go with somebody else. Yeah, or right. go with somebody yeah. else because somebody else offered an eighth of a point less, know. you know. Yeah, I know. not that ever that happens mm-hmm. A single penny. No, you, know, you don't get anything nothing. for
0: that. So, we don't, you know, they don't talk about
1: that. No. You know, those that yeah, run into. Exactly. I, I mean, I've been, as you know, in this thing for 37 years and I know that it all works out. Okay. I right. know that you earn every dollar you make. If you stay in this long enough, you'll earn every dollar you make. You might get an easy once in a while. If you do get an easy one, hang on to your shorts (laughs) and anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Something's
2: going to happen, right? Yeah. Nothing's ever easy in this industry, for sure. Well, here's the thing,
0: and this is what we uh, we teach our agents, is you've got to be proactive. Mm -hmm. You cannot be reactive. And I think that's going to be the problem with a lot of these agents, because guess what? This is coming. And it's it's it's, it's here I'm, in some measure.
1: It's right. here, but that, it absolutely
0: is coming. That's why we've been talking about it already. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's coming. It's here. Uh, so we've got to prepare of how to handle that. Don't be reactive and try to do it on the back end like, oh shoot, what do what I do now? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. You know, and walk away with, with the dollar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what do you yeah, do? Well, one the, nice.
1: one of the responses I heard from one agent when I first brought this up, you know, I brought this up, this topic up about a year ago at, at a meeting. I don't know if you recall that or not, but one of the agents said, well, I'm just not going to show that house. I'll teach him, mm-hmm. you know, I'll teach them. I'm just not going to show that I don't house. I will
2: teach him you know i will teach them i am just not going
1: to show that house do not think you can do that, no. huh? No. Well, and then that's one approach, you know, but, you know, more importantly, whether that's even ethical or not is the, the importance of, let's imagine for a second that you have been working and building this relationship. Because remember, guys, this isn't about selling homes. This is about building relationships sure, yeah. Okay, in our business. And you've been building this relationship, you've been been doing all your parts, you've been Johnny on the spot, you've been communicating, you've been following through, you've been making sure that they were getting the properties that they wanted, and so forth, and now because the home they want to buy is not offering what you would like to be paid, and you, in this case, I'm using this example because this is true, you have failed to prepare or educate your buyer to how you get paid and what you are worth and and have something signed with that clarity of that understanding Mm -hmm. is now that position that agent was taking was, well, I'm just not going to show that property. And so I'm just going to, I'm just going to kick away all the work and all the, you know, labor pains and so forth of that, building that relationship and just kiss it goodbye. Now, now truly we don't want to work for a dollar. I get that. But, I, I, but your worst case scenario, your absolute worst case scenario is what if you did work for a dollar? What if you did continue to maintain integrity through that process? What if you did get them their dream home and they, and they knew that you got paid a dollar because they didn't have the money? That's mm-hmm. a whole other part we're going to get into here. They didn't have the money to make it up and you couldn't bump up the price. You couldn't do the things that we're going to talk about that you can do in some cases. Are you really going to blow away that, that relationship or are you going to honor it? and then trust that they're going to feel something in their heart to make sure they give back in some way or, or form or another. I mean right. that re- that law of reciprocity, we got to remember that. Mm-hmm. If we give, we're we're going to get. I mean it's just a law, it has to have may not happen as quickly and and we want to and that's not why we're doing it, but it's it's a law. Mm-hmm. That law of reciprocity because we've given so much and they know that. So that's my my belief is, okay, <clears throat> I read a I read a Dale Carnegie book years ago, stop worrying and and uh, I forget what it was now, stop worrying and start living whatever it was, but one of the things he addresses right in the beginning of that book is what's your worst case scenario? Your worst case scenario in that situation is you're gonna work your butt off and you're gonna get a dollar. Okay, can we live through that? Can we survive that? You know? Mm-hmm. You know how many times have you worked really, really hard, Carrie Ann, for somebody only to then transfer them to to another company because what they needed, it was better served somewhere oh, else. Oh, yeah. I know you've for sure. yeah, I've seen you absolutely. do that, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we become the liaison and don't make any money, you know, in that. But does
1: it come back around?
2: Oh, yeah, multiple, multiple times. You know, I think back so many years ago, the amount as a mortgage. So I manage and operate my own office. So what you make for a commission on the loan is a little different than what the loan officer gets paid, right? But there was a couple years back, we had a lot of compression on the margin, right? So what we used to make on a loan. Compressed. Okay, so I was freaking out because you could be a very profitable, as in you could you know not worry about the bills. You knew you could hit so many families served, and you could you know work and do well and have a roof over your head from a from a a rental standpoint. But all of a sudden, the the margins compressed. So I only had two options. I had to go. I I couldn't change the compression, I mean, the the margin, so I had to do more loans. So I had to work more to make the same, you know, and so that's kind of where we are at. Mm -hmm. I went through this situation going, okay, if I'm only going to make so much per loan and I had to pay processor this, underwriter that, and all this money out, I had to then say, okay, now I have to, instead of doing, Two, I'm going to have to do six you know, transactions times however many right, for the right, same dollar right, you know, figure. Yeah. So um, it was an interesting thing a couple years ago. So it sounds like you guys yeah, were kind of heading, yeah, moving in, in that direction you now. Guys,
1: you, I, we could learn a lot from the mortgage industry, I'm sure. Right. So what but is here, a... Here's the thing. She's still here. Yeah. And she's still yeah. a rock star. Well, she chose to be yeah. you know, because she had to do a mindset. I mean, I mm-hmm. I did a, a, a quick video the other day and say, okay, with this commission compression on that topic, what do we do? Do we you know, sell our house and buy a smaller one? I don't think you did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, we, do we drive the, the, uh, well, how old was your old Chevy
0: <laughs> without, yeah, 03, without, yeah. without, a, without
1: a getting a new one? No, you got a new one too. But my, my point is we have a choice of either shrinking mm-hmm. or contracting, contracting in the mind of our mindset in the way of what we're committed to and, and say, okay, I have a choice. I can shrink or I can grow Mm -hmm. and I like growing better. Mm
2: -hmm. You know, I think there's, um, in the mortgage world, you have brokers and you have lenders, right? Mm -hmm. Some lenders make a commission, which usually ranges between 90 and 130 basis points, let's say, okay? So, you know, which means um, 0.9 to to 1.3%, right? right? Of of the commission percentage wise. Um, But brokers you'll find are at 1.7 to 2 point whatever percent, which means there's more money because they're brokering out the loan, right? Right. So if you were born on that side of the fence, you are making a lot more. You don't have to do as many transactions to make a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. So I was really blessed never to be born on that side because I was always so used to having to help many families to make... the dollar. Right. Right. And so when that compressed, um, we, if I was going to continue to lead the ship and make sure I didn't have to let anybody go, you just have to continue to work and help many, many more families, you know, and that's what we did. Um, but I think that's what you guys are, you're struggling with now on the sense of, I would much rather help everybody that crosses my desk, whether I make sometimes, I mean, if you think about it, if it's 1% of a hundred thousand, that's, you know, um, what it is, right. I mean, it's, it's, it's worth helping somebody for sure compared right. to the other. But um, sometimes the amount of money that you're making per transaction may not be um, maybe your per hour sometimes, but you do it because it's the right thing to do for the client. You know, well,
1: let me say this um, uh, f- from a mortgage bro- broker standpoint or a mortgage, what would you, were the two comparisons?
2: I just say lender, mm-hmm.
1: a lender mm-hmm. and a mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me just say this on the mortgage broker situation. Okay. Cause I, I've had experience with both. Obviously the lender being you, and uh, for a, a few minutes with a broker and what I learned in that experience with a broker though that looks like they can be more competitive because they have a bigger margin to mm-hmm. mess with what they absolutely lack is they're brokering out to multiple entities okay and so nothing is consistent and they never become really proficient about the interaction with those people who make those decisions, okay, Mm -hmm. with those leaders of those other organizations. So it becomes far more costly to you in the way of anxiety and pain and suffering and additional duplicated paperwork instead of going with a lender. who You've got a package deal, I guess is what I'm trying to say right?
2: Well, I feel like you gain more control. Like if I was to hand off the baton, I'm like, "Hey, I hope it gets there." Yeah, you know, and, that's and what, I, and that's I what wish happens. it does. Right, and, and that's what. Right, happened. and that's yeah, sometimes so. what ends up happening with the brokers. And there's some great brokers out there that may have been doing it long enough that they have that relationship, et cetera. But I don't Carry know. Anything, always
1: trying to always. Trying any to any time it's third party, I
2: have anxiety. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. as US, uh USDA or THDA, even those types of loans. If you think about it, they're third party. Yeah. If they choose to not want to work the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Now, all of a sudden we're pushed out so many yeah, more days, you right. know, and, uh, that's kind of the situation that we're, what we're dealing with. But let's talk about, you know, if, cause I think of myself as, um, somebody would like to purchase real estate again in the future. Right. And so th- we get into that rhythm of, Okay, I don't have to write a check to the lender because yeah. it's in the cost of the loan somewhere. I don't have to write a check to you as the agent, and even on the seller side, I really don't have to write a check because it's just coming out of the the uh, the sky money, right? Like there's money, the somewhere. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's just in, yeah, it's just in in there. So what are we going to do if are we you know, actually writing checks? What's happening?
1: Let's now? break this down yeah. all aspects of it. I know Jason and I have talked about this before because. You know, we already know that if you're working with an FHA buyer, no offense to any FHA buyers or VA buyer, anybody who was working off a, t- of a tight market,
2: help many, okay. and they're all amazing. They're all amazing,
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I love first-time buyers, but let's face it, a lot of times they need help with the closing costs. Right. Let alone that we're going to come along and say, "In, and, and we want what?" Mm-hmm. I mean, think about how many people are now are, uh, potentially, if this, you know, really. Um, does become a, a common thing and it's it's already happening. So I know it's not a and it, in, in the article It doesn't it says it's not if it's just when is it going to be, you know, uh, really well-known because keep in mind here guys Let me let's just back let's pedal just a, a minute here. I shared this yesterday, but how did this happen? It happened because some consumers uh, one set in in Chicago another in Florida and anyhow around the country went to a, filed a class action lawsuit, and they went with the attorney group that actually fought with uh, the tobacco companies years ago. Okay, okay. Same, same, same group. And won, okay? That's, that's pretty big. That's a pretty powerful organization, okay, it's going to w- win against the tobacco companies. So my point is, when this was approached, when our approach uh, was approached by this, it's obviously, okay, they're serious about this. And so, so what it was about was, <clears throat> as a seller, should I feel okay about paying the opposition's fees? The opposition being, in, 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 you know, we, we know that though we'd rather not get into opposing positions, a lot of times from the seller's standpoint, I'm sure it feels that way. Mm-hmm. The buyer's trying to not pay any more than they have to, the seller wants to get as much as they can. And a lot of times, neither party are absolutely happy about it. But as the seller, would you want to pay for your opposing partners? Um, representation sure it doesn't always feel right you know no. if you think about it, it's like okay i get that and so that's when they are trying to change that so that the buyers um the buyers uh, the age, agent working with the buyer or the buyer working with an agent to buy has to pay that real estate commission in theory anyhow right now okay so that's what we're talking about here as far as how do we get over that how do we get around it how do we get through it how do we continue to help our clients and still stay in business because I don't know about you. It wouldn't take very many those one dollar ones to kind of tell me I need to go to find something else to do. I mean, I thought there was a lot of Monroe.
0: And <clears throat> so on that topic, um, and you know, this is where I'm I'm a little I, I'm kind of stumped because it's my understanding that you're negotiating your fee as the the listing agent. Mm-hmm. So let's say it it is y'all negotiate a six percent. That six percent is what I have negotiated, right? And then I'm also agreeing as part of, uh, I, I'm I'm giving part of that away, right? If somebody brings a buyer, but right. in the end, it's still it's my commission that I have negotiated that you're paying me directly, mm-hmm. and I am willing to provide part of that for somebody to come along. If they don't, then you know it. Take, I mean, it could be.
2: Then you get the full six. I get the
0: full six. Right. So that's where my problem lies. Is is it the 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 people selling the house? Are they really paying the buyer, or is it they're still paying the listing agent?
1: It's just the listing agents. It's part of a marketing. Mm. Saying, what do you hey, think? What do you think? Yeah, I know. You know, I think it's really it could be argued either way. Is the buyer paying the commission? Because you could argue that hey, I'm offering because to you know just to be transparent, when I moved up here from Florida, I had an addendum down there where i put i actually was actually getting more than what some would call a common i was actually asking for six and a half percent commission and in my addendum it stated that my buyer understood i was requesting three and a half percent and the in in that offer included that amount of money they were offering an offer that included what they were paying me Mm -hmm. okay and i got to tennessee and said hey this is what i want to do i want to um i want to you know get more from my, that I feel like I'm worth more because I've got 37 years in this thing. I've sold thousands of homes. I should be worth more than the brand new person <laughs> off the street who has never sold a home. I mean, does not that make sense? Anyway, they didn't buy it that <laughs> The attorney I talked to no said- No harm I'm, in asking you know, or trying, you know, the, right? The attorney I talked to said, I'm sorry we don't do it that way in Tennessee. But the point is, just like what you're saying there, Jason, is that that you know, is supposed to be baked into the deal because if it was, I'm telling you this, this is my concern. And I think we've danced around it, obviously, is if it can't be baked into the offer, Mm -hmm. into that other commission that that listing agent has negotiated, then I don't see half the buyers being able to buy or certainly not without representation. Okay, they're not going to get somebody that's any good at what they do without some sort of compensation, it just doesn't work that way. So
2: when you're taking an application for a client, right, you ask where they've lived, their social, their birth date, you go down where they work, and then you get to the asset section. So let's talk about your checking and savings. How much do you have in your checking, right, or your savings? And they, no joke, always come back and say, I'm sorry, what, what's the question?
0: <laughs> right. And
2: then they say, and I said, Oh, checking is that money in money out for bills and such as in everybody wants to skate around telling me how much they have in their checking because yeah. multiple people don't the high. It's such a large percentage of people that have very minimal money in their checking account. Mm-hmm. It's money in money out paycheck to paycheck, especially right, right, this year. Right. right with COVID. Right, right. So then savings comes around and they may have a thousand or this, and it does not matter what car you drive out there in the driveway. Right. It is the exact same scenario. The percentages of people with that have the extra money in their savings, just sitting in a savings to be able to use is Mm -hmm. is not as many as you would think, you know. And so when I hear that, yeah, we're going to ask that FHA buyer to cover a percentage, you know, of closing costs, I said, we're even even a one
1: percent. We're Low, counting pennies for our down
2: payment right now and right. or trying to get a gift here or there. And oh, by the way, don't deposit your cash tips from your current job that you have because that is now considered a large deposit and now I can't use it, you know, and for documentation purposes. So if we're already trying to count that for down payment, yeah. it's going to be a lot harder for, you well, know, the commission piece It is for you know, sure. Like
1: Inman's article here, they've got a couple of different approaches I want mm-hmm. to cover real quickly here for the listeners. Uh, again guys, you know, if, if you're a realtor and listening to this, I think it's really important for you to have in your mind what are you gonna do in that situation, because it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you show very many homes, it's going to happen. And so are you gonna say, well, I'm just not gonna show those homes? Mm-hmm. Eh, that's not gonna work good, I don't think. I would try a different approach. Well and you gotta also remember the value of a customer long term. Absolutely. That's that's exactly right. That value isn't just how often they sell or buy, it's what else can they Again, we talked about reciprocal uh, mm-hmm. reaction there. So, uh, and the other, uh, so, so. Anyway, I lost my. Train Sorry so let's about say that. the price. <laughs> it, so let's say
2: I want to put an offer in, right? And you, we already are moved in the direction yep. of it's not customarily customary now that the seller pays the commission, but I could easily ask at this price home. I'm offering to pay this price home for you to cover my closing costs, my real estate commission. Right. I could ask that, right? I could, right. No, I could negotiate that in the price, right? So would yeah, that be that, considered maybe a price approach. Well, that's one
0: of the uh, suggestions in here. Is you know, say uh, the house is three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Come in and say, okay, we're offering three hundred and nine thousand dollars, which includes my, the buyer's side, the selling agent's part of the commission. Mm-hmm. Right. Problem is, well, you know, some of the loans, you know, you can only ask for so much in concessions. Uh, also, will the house even appraise it that much? Right. Sure. Uh, right. So there's it, there's some other repercussions that are going to happen from mm-hmm. this, and that's what is the unknown. Mm-hmm.
1: And the other the other part is the uncomfortable conversation with that buyer who is saying. Nine thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Well, I mean, what are you going to be doing for me for nine thousand dollars? Because they don't know what all we do. For right. Them, you right. know, they don't have any idea how it hard it, how hard it, it, how sure. hard it was to get us to this point where we are efficient and proficient yeah. in the topic. You know, there's and that's
0: no why clue. that's why I'm wondering if this is going to kind of go to the same path as the flat fee listings. Mm-hmm. If there's going to be flat fee uh,
1: buy representations, mm-hmm. that's what I, that's what I'm concerned about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, because it, it's going to be one thing for somebody to come up with a couple thousand dollars more Mm -hmm. versus what we would typically see as an accomplishment, you know? I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm embracing the experience because, you know, after being in 37 years, you realize that only the strong remain, okay? And things happen out there in the marketplace that cause those that aren't really serious, that it's just a, what is the example you use? Are you are you serious about this, or are you just are, are you committed, or are you yep. just interested? Are you committed or interested? And I think you're going to see that narrowed down. Yeah. Are you just are you really committed to this as a as a career, or are you just interested in it because you've been watching Property Brothers or something, right?
2: Yeah. Do you want to work hard? You know, and not saying we don't work hard, mm-hmm. I get that, but we actually. T- if they're going to cut our commission, we're going to have to work right. double, right? right? I mean, that's yeah. just how it is to make the same amount. So we're going to have to work harder in our profession. Yeah. So, sure.
1: so one of the options I used was the price approach by raising the price. And again, we all know if we were experienced that, okay, that it might be cool if there is, if we're not in Nashville where we're already leaning on values mm-hmm. because we've already known, I know you've seen a few short uh, uh, um, appraisals. Yeah, three or
2: four this week actually.
1: Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean that's so common, you know, that the 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 the, uh, buyer or the seller prices are already pushing the possible. Well, it's hard
2: too. New construction with the cost of lumber has gone up, but the comps are not following suit. You know.
1: Well, I think what I was was disclosed the other day with a builder telling me that. It's funny how one region, the price of lumber and things will be one price, Mm. but here in a hot area, Mm. it's totally another, Mm -hmm. uh, as an example, he (laughs) he has a great, a good friend in Hawaii and the Hawaii market is not that strong wherever that person's at. And he's paying identical amount for a board. How, how's that possible? Mm. Right. You know, here in Tennessee, where it only came for probably a hundred miles, versus Hawaii, where it right. I was going to say, did farther. they cut
2: off the <laughs> the tree there? <laughs> the <laughs> palm tree. Not, palm tree.
1: <laughs> but let's uh, let's talk about another approach, Carrie Ann, which brings your expertise into the picture. Let's say that interest rates are one number, and you can actually buy the rate up. We've talked about buying the rate down yeah. because there's can be some cash, or used to be, mm-hmm. some cash available if you bought the rate up. Let's, let's talk about that.
2: Yeah. Actually, before COVID, you know, there was an option where you could talk to the lender about, you know, raising the interest rate and covering cost, And it used to be maybe it was an eighth or a quarter, or, you know, three eighths that you could get a decent amount of money towards your closing costs. But now with uh, the government types of loans really out there in the marketplace, not being able to sell for what they used to sell, um, you'll find right now that there's very few opportunities where you can raise the interest rate. And if you are raising the rate, you're having to raise it so much where let's say the going interest rate on a government loan is two and a half, you know, or even lower. I think a locked somebody in even lower than that still right um but that interest rate costs the lender uh, percentage normally. Now they can charge that back to the buyer. They can eat that. Um, but I could go from two and a half to, you know, three and a half for this to be the same cost. I would have to get way over 4% sometimes to wow. even it to be um, crediting back a rebate of some sort. And that rebate may not be even enough depending on the price point because again, it's percentage driven to even cover what they would consider uh, a percentage high enough to um, help with the commission. So that's something to think about. What you to be is not today you know when our numbers are compressed that option kind of gets thrown right. out the window you right. know interesting. Well.
1: interesting so jason let's talk about equipping the agents with a conversation okay can we mm-hmm. i know you've done that more than once and i know you've talked to and helped our team here at realty one group music city with the concept so let's talk about that i mean i think that that obviously becomes paramount now because i know a lot of agents never talk about what their value is. Right. Even they skate over it, even on the buyer's representation. Yes. They skate over it because it's kind of been built in. It's been baked into the bread, you know? Yep. And now suddenly it may not be. So uh, you know, the best defense is always a better offense and to be more proactive. And again, that's why we're talking about this to help our, our agents, mm-hmm. our agents, and those watching. Um, you know, how can I be, how can I be mindful of this? How can I this not throw me off? How can I maintain my integrity with my buyer that I worked so hard for only to find out there's only $10 at the end of the rainbow or whatever that situation is? You know, how do I do that? So again, I think being proactive is, so let's talk about that.
0: Right. And I think, um, I mean, the, you, that is the key is being proactive and setting that expectation up front, you know, and spending time on that by representation agreement. It is uh, even more important mm. going this route to have that buyer rep beforehand. Absolutely. You know, we preach it every day and all day long and, you know, I think it's going to be more imperative for agents to get that on the front end because of being able to discuss the commission mm-hmm. and in there, it talks about that, you know, this is my commission, right? That, uh, and you fill that in, mm-hmm. that I will be paid. If for some reason that that property if that owner is not providing X amount of commission, then that's going to, that's basically coming from you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in, in the way you, you can tell them about it, it's like, you know, for, like Fisbo mm-hmm. for sale by owner, mm-hmm. you know, it's, Hey, I don't want you to miss out on that perfect house. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be searching uh, for sale by owners. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be going out and canvassing oh, neighborhoods sure. that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. And you know, Tom, sometimes they are not willing to pay my part of the commission. And in that case, I just want you to know and be aware that we're going to have to make an offer uh, based upon what my commission would be. Mm-hmm. And, and for that house. Mm-hmm. So you're just setting that, that expectation. It's just like a listing appointment. Mm-hmm. You're, you're establishing your value. Mm-hmm. That's the
1: key part right there, Jason. I hate to interrupt you. I'm no, sorry. You're good. Mm-hmm. But establishing your value, where does that mm-hmm. start? That starts in here. Yeah. Okay. Cause you've got to, yeah, you've got to, you've got to, if you're, if you're going to give somebody the message, you've mm-hmm. heard me say it many times before the message matters. People have to believe the messenger. You have to believe in your value. You do. And that means you're bringing value to the table and not just hanging on for dear life. You know, you're not a door opener anymore. No, no. That's where you shift from being an agent to a professional. professional. Mm
2: -hmm. Is that where you bring out the document and you go over? Yes. All the, you know, oh, like yeah. I would think yes. if I was doing that, I Absolutely. would roll out
1: on the front end, you
2: know, here's what we're going to go over and, <laughs> and this is what it
0: includes. Yeah, you know, so many agents are scared to go over that and get a buyer's rep agreement and because they're scared of being rejected. Well, well, that part, but also I think the conviction
1: here. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have a problem sharing with so, somebody my value because mm-hmm. I believe my mm-hmm. value. Right. If anything, my value is more than what I'm charging. I'm going to mm-hmm. give you a discount today <laughs> because I'm only going to charge X number, you know? Right. Uh, well,
2: you think so many, I mean, look at Kohl's. Love coals. Aubrey, about every outfit through resin coal's grown up. But if you think about the coal shopping experience, right? Mm-hmm. They, every single kiosk tells me that I'm getting something oh, yeah. at a discount, but really they're basically telling me what, you know, they're providing me, you know, what the price was and then they're giving me this deal, but this is all that I'm getting. Literally, they list yeah. all the things that, you know, I, I get within that do good they whatever. they still
0: use the marker and highlight how much you Yeah, say. but it's
2: just, it's the whole feel, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. you feel like you're getting more. At the end of it, possibly it's all the same number. You're getting that you higher,
1: you know, yeah, it's perceived value. Yeah, Absolutely. that's what it Absolutely. is. Yeah. Jason, what is it? say on your business card to, to expect, uh, expect excellence. See that. I love that. Love that. I love that. Because if you're, if you're sharing that on the front end of that relationship and you're backing it up throughout the relationship, then the number you put on that agreement, mm-hmm. assuming they can afford it, <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the tricky part, but you've had the conversation on the front right. end is my point because I'm i I'm concerned until people find themselves down that dark alley. Well, it seems like no way to get back out. It's like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. I thought, I, 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 you know, I mean, some of these new agents are, are not going to be knowing this information. They're going to find themselves in that scenario and not knowing how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Where do they go right. and get mad? Yeah. But getting mad isn't the answer. Being yeah. educated is and being proactive is like and we're talking about today. So if they're not proactive, it's just a, it's a, a very strong dose of reality. And a lesson, hopefully, that you only have to learn once, you know, yeah. to, to be more proactive in the future. But and right.
2: maybe, too. And I know we could keep talking forever, but maybe there's a different uh, thought process at different price points, mm-hmm. you know, like 200 versus 400 versus 700 versus a million and a half, two and a half, right? When you get into the higher price points, 3% of a million dollars were at 30000 right? Now we're at $2 million two times you know 60,000 when you're saying i have to write you a $30,000 check right mm-hmm. whether you can afford it or not there is that's a car right mm-hmm. like you kind of put yourself mm-hmm. in some different perspective so i can see that being a little more unique sure. where possibly the same concept of a car would be twenty five hundred. You know, for mm-hmm. somebody else, I, I get that, but it's a little easier to maybe roll in twenty five hundred than possibly 30000 you know, $30, dollars. Yeah, but right? a two
0: million dollar home. I mean, are right. they really buying a thirty thousand dollar vase? I mean, right. you, you, you don't know what they value, and that's where we're talking about. You know, bring your value and how sure. and how, and how important
1: them. it is to have that outstanding representation. I mm-hmm. think I think in that scenario, people have to stay in their lanes. Right. You know. Yeah you're not going to be able to share that that conviction on, on that $30,000 level and if, unless you got the $30,000 mm-hmm. goods right. for most people. Because most people that are buying a $2 million home or a $1 million home, they're probably going to be a little more experienced mm-hmm. and say, you know, I'm not sure that you're bringing it. Tell me why.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's why it, it goes back to being that professional. Have a
0: sit-down discussion with the buyers before you go out and start Absolutely. opening up doors. Do mm-hmm. And that you is your time them. to show and uh, uh represent yourself
1: as a professional over just any agent if they don't see it and they're not willing to you know be willing to accommodate your efforts is that really a win-win relationship? It's mm-hmm. not. It's not. Right. It's time to and you know what? If they're not good with that, then this may not be a good
0: fit. That's right.
2: Right. And that's, that's the ultimate decision, right. right? Maybe right. that it's not a good fit because you have to fight so much to prove your value. They you don't, don't see it. It's better
0: a, to find that on the front end right.
1: than, you know, a month down the road. Right.
2: Time is money for sure. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, the, other,
1: the other day I was interviewing a, a, a new agent He'd been in business three months and he sold one house and, and he also has a full time job working at a restaurant, sweetheart, sweetheart of a guy. But he um, he said, well, so what are you going to do? Why should I why should I what, what are you going to do to convince me to come to work for you? And I said, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, first of all, first of all, how many homes have you sold? You've sold one home. OK, that's cool. I mean, congratulations. It's not easy out there. But here's here's my deal. I'm not going to try to convince you to do anything. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to listen to your heart. We just talked to you about you make 100 percent commission here once you're experienced we just talked about tools training technology that is nobody can rival nobody can touch we talked about full service we've talked about a mentorship program that the mentors are required to be mentored we talked we talked about all of this and now you're going to have the the I want to call it confidence but you know I don't know that it's confidence mm-hmm. to ask me what I'm going to do to convince you to come to, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do nothing, man. Absolutely (laughs) nothing and wish you well, you know? But anyway, guys, it's been awesome as usual. It's always so
2: good to see you. Thank you so so much, everybody, for joining in. It's always great having you. We can't wait for you to come back. You've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate.